Hello, this is Ben Eshmade and welcome to this King's Place podcast. This summer, Olivier award-winning opera Up Close returned to King's Place with a new production of Poulenc and Cocteau's La Voix Humaine, a one-woman opera here performed by soprano Sarah Mins. This 50-minute tour de force is short in length but not in emotion. We are told the story of Elle, who we discover unravelling in her flat, cradling the phone, as she tries to put on a brave face for her ex-lover on the other end of the line. We met up with musical director Richard Black, artistic director Robin Norton-Hale and soprano Sarah Mins to find out more about this exciting production and to hear some musical excerpts performed live for this podcast. After myself, the first voice you'll hear is Robin's. This is an opera that has been described as a portrait of a human being on the brink of destruction. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I think one of the reasons why it's really interesting, both as audience members, I hope, and also as performers, as a director, you know, is that it's so extreme. And an audience is always slightly voyeuristic, right? That, that's the nature of an audience. But this feels particularly voyeuristic because... It's a solar piece, so she's on her own. And so you're seeing something that you would never normally see. It sort of feels extra voyeuristic, but also extra intimate and devastating. Sort of peeling away the layers, I suppose, of opera as it normally stands. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Because, of course, when this, this is written for solo soprano and a really big orchestra, and we're doing it for solo soprano and, and piano. And so that strips away some of those layers. And then the fact that we're doing it in Hall 2, it's a very intimate venue. And as you say, kind of peeling away the layers, it's almost like because she's in this apartment, it's quite a claustrophobic space. And she's just really fixating on the voice on the end of the phone. I think it feels a bit like we're peering in through the window of the apartment, you know, nose pressed against the glass a little bit. And, and how is it for you as, as a performer? I mean, you, you were on your own, yeah. uh, well, also with Richard for, for 50 <laughs> or so <goodness>. minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, it's very exposing um, in, in any way that you look at it. The amount that you have to explore the character, um, because I can't hide behind any other characters on stage. I don't pop off for a cup of tea and come back on. You know, I'm there. Everything is quite exposed. Um, the vocal lines are quite exposed. Often I'm singing on my own without any piano accompaniment um, underneath me. I feel quite naked, and I think that's part of it. That's that was probably always the intention. Last night I meant to take a pill that would put me to sleep. I thought that if I took more than one, I'd sleep so much better. I thought that if I took them all, I'd sleep without a dream and never wake. I'd sleep forever. And Richard, musically, you know, in the world of opera, it's quite a new opera. I mean, still, how would you describe it? Yes, it was written in the mid-1950s and Poulenc's harmonic language wasn't particularly advanced for that period. On the other hand, actually, quite a lot of it couldn't have been written before about World War II as a rough guideline. It's definitely a romantic piece. Poulenc makes very effective use of discord, so he's not one of those composers where it's so discordant you feel you just can't latch on to anything. But he does put some chords in that can really bring you up short, and he's very definitely got his own harmonic language. If you know any of Poulenc's music, you could hear a couple of chords taken almost at random from this opera and go, yep, that's Poulenc. <laughs> Is there a French sensibility? I mean, the words are done by Jean Cocteau as well mm. so it's maybe a very emotional piece yeah well, we were discussing this we're just beginning the staging rehearsals at the moment when we were discussing it um she talks about 
it being an affair and we were talking about you know what what's the meaning of that in this context does it mean something quite different in the French context or in the 1930s context when the play was written to what we mean now the emotions are more out there than probably an English version certainly an English piece written in the 30s or 50s would be in a, in you know it is not buttoned up in no, any way no. um, but I think to you know it is genuinely about human experience I think anyone who has had their heart broken which is pretty much everyone you know you feel like you're totally unraveling and what Poulenc did and Cocteau did is put that on stage which is an amazing thing interested to ask about the the, the phone device mm. she's on the phone for the opera the type of phone would have been different back then is it going to be a more modern kind of thing it's not actually um we this was something that we felt we had to make a decision about actually before rehearsal started and what what we're doing the setting as in the set itself will be quite abstract. It won't feel like a naturalistic apartment that she's in, but the phone is very realistic and it's going to be a 1930s phone and her clothes will be realistic 1930s. And the phone is going to have a very long wire. So there's no hands-free, there's no, you know, put this phone on speaker. She, so she has to be physically holding the wow. thing. I think it's important actually, because it gives her literally an anchor. It yeah. gives Sarah something literally to hold yeah. on to, but I also think it helps shape the piece. The phone itself obviously there are other characters who come through the line that the audience don't hear but we have to know what they're saying mm. but then the phone itself is sort of becomes a character i wanted to ask richard and sarah a little bit more about the relationship between words and, and music you've obviously been working quite hard already to discover the nuances kind of the journey of the piece absolutely there's a, a lot of what one can really only call recitative in the opera mm. And there aren't any actual arias. There are ariosa sections where there's lyrical music for voice and accompaniment lasting very seldom more than about a minute and a half. But a lot of it actually is quite conversational. And that's very cleverly done because, as you observe, this, this character is on the brink of destruction. We know that because she refers very specifically to a suicide attempt. Of course, in that sort of circumstance, it's natural that there should be some fairly rapid and striking disjuncts in her thought process. And Poulenc manages that very well. And there are, in places, some seamless transitions from recitative style to Arioso style and some transitions which are really quite jarring. It, it's, it's very effective. Yeah, and it lies um, in a very conversational part of my voice. So it's been written really beautifully for a soprano. Um, and then when you get some anguish, there is, you'll have some lower notes and then some higher notes. And it's really, the music is it's just beautifully written, isn't it? It's, it's just um, very expressive where it physically sits in my voice. We can be kind of more relaxed on the phone. We're, we give ourselves away a little bit more and we're also different to different people on the phone. So I presume that comes across. Yeah, and that's, it gives us the opportunity to show different characters in a piece where there's just one one performer um, in that, you know, you see the different sides of Elle. She gets very agitated on the phone to a number of strangers, but yet when she speaks to the one she loves, she melts. And you hear that in the music. <laughs>
she tells a lot of lies. Yeah. She tells a lot of lies to herself and a lot of lies to the person on the end of the phone. And then we get to see that quite literally because at one point she describes what she's wearing. And so the audience will be thinking, that's definitely not what you're wearing. I can, you know, I yeah. can see that. And that's the thing about being on the phone. You, it gives you a device to, to paint pictures that aren't necessarily true. I think one of the last times you were at King's Place, you were doing a children's opera. Mm. And I think one of the missions that you have is obviously to bring opera to more people. So this was kind of maybe a more interesting choice, I thought, in regards to a a piece to perform. So interested to ask about your decision making. I I really love Poulenc's music. So that was, I I mean, just selfishly, I really wanted to do some Poulenc. This is an opportunity to do it as as a one woman opera. It gives us a chance to dip our toe in the water, if you like, of, of some what would be traditionally seen as some more challenging repertoire. You know, we've, we've been around for getting on for eight years now. And so I hope people who might have previously wanted to only go with title recognition might hopefully come with us because it's opera up close and, and try something a, a, a bit that they haven't heard of. Also, I think the opera up close style, which is, you know, it's, it's in an intimate venue. There isn't an orchestra between the audience and the stage. I think it will make it that much more immediate. And, and I think it helps, you know, going back to your question about identifying with Elle, I think it really helps because there is a danger, even though she as a character is really well written and really exposed, that somehow on a larger scale, she might seem histrionic. Whereas I don't think there's any chance of that on this, this kind of close up nature. You've spoken a little bit about the production. Could you tell us anything more? Well, one of the things I wanted to explore was the fact that both Cocteau and Poulenc were gay men living in a time when it was that was very difficult. I think it's really interesting that they've both written an opera about a woman. So in my head, the person she's talking on the end of the phone is a woman. And I started that as a sort of thought experiment. And then I found it more and more helpful as I've been exploring the piece because somehow it both raises the stakes a little bit because um, I think in 1930s Paris, you know, it's very difficult to be gay uh, as it still remains now in many places. But also when I'd seen it before, there was something that I found I was pushed away by this idea of this woman trying to hold on to a man. There was something very stereotypical about that and I found it very distancing and I found it harder to identify with the character. And if it's a woman trying to hold on to a woman, for me, that just removes any gender judgments about it somehow. That's something that I'm still working out exactly how much it will be obvious in the staging. And in some ways, I almost think it doesn't matter if it's not obvious in the staging because I found it really helpful to inform the production. For Sarah, what sort of direction has Robin given you already in regards to the character? Well, we're still quite early days with it and I'm lucky in that I've worked with Robin before So, and it was also on an, a one-woman show. So we both know how we work together. Um, we've started with answering some of the major questions or not even answering some of them yet, you know, just right we know we need to address this when we get to this point in the staging so at the moment it's very broad brush strokes but it that will be narrowed down as we go through one of the reasons why I really like working with Sarah is because so her approach is very very methodical and structured in terms of character and and so really realistic in terms of breaking down why the character does things but then she has this amazing physicality and and years and years and years of dance training which means that we can go into a heightened physical language if we want to. I would use the word intriguing perhaps to, to, to describe this as an, as an experience and, and beyond a concert. Yes, it'll certainly be much more than a concert even though it's just two people on the stage. It will be fully staged both in the sense that, that there will be a set and movement but also 
in emotionally it's as fully staged as you can get you know she starts off in a in a vulnerable position and it ends up almost completely destroyed and that happens in 50 minutes and it actually couldn't be any longer because it's so intense so I say come and see what can be achieved in just 50 minutes and uh, hopefully you'll be astounded. Opera Up Close performed Poulenc's Le Voix Humaine on the 2nd, 10th and 16th of July as well as on the 6th and 20th of August in King's Place's Hall 2. More details can be found online at kingsplace.co.uk forward slash opera up close. You've been listening to a King's Place podcast. You can find and follow us on Twitter at King's Place, Instagram at King's Place London and Facebook forward slash King's Place. Thanks for listening.